0: Welcome to At the Threshold, a podcast for ministry leaders during this new, unsettled season in the life of the church. We are your hosts, Ashley Alley Crawford and Shelly Pitts, and we are both clergy in the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church, comprised of approximately a thousand churches in the states of Kansas and Nebraska. Shelly works with Clergy Faith and Wellness with the Great Plains Conference.
1: And Ashley is the Clergy Recruitment and Development Coordinator, and we're sharing this from the Office of Clergy Excellence. Our focus here in At the Threshold is to host a conversation with and for clergy in order to describe what's happening, ask questions to help get us unstuck, and encourage the heart of pastors and leaders in this liminal time in which we find ourselves. Liminal may be a new word. But a new season calls for a new word. Liminal means a threshold from what we've always known to, well, we don't know just yet what life and ministry is becoming. Our goal here is to find a little light
0: at the threshold. In our conversations, we are seeking to describe some of the dynamics that we're seeing and identify some questions and possibilities that are bubbling up for us. Ultimately, we hope you leave today with your heart encouraged in some way. Each time we gather, it's our hope that you'll glean one or two things to think about, act upon, or pray through. Hi, and welcome to At The Threshold, I'm Ashley Alley Crawford and co-leading with me today is the Reverend Dr. Shelley Petz. Shelley and I are both clergy here in the Great Plains Conference, and we're hosting a series of conversations on behalf of the Office of Clergy Excellence as we lean into the disruptions, the gifts, uh, the disruptions and the gifts of the coronavirus season. In each of our conversations, we describe some of what we're seeing, identify some questions and some possibilities that are bubbling up for us. And our hope is to encourage the heart of everyone who listens today. Today our conversation is the third in a series that we're doing on pastoral transitions. Certainly this year, there are several dozen pastors here in the Great Plains who are experiencing a shift in appointment in this year. And yet, each of us are experiencing some kind of transition in ministry as we're returning to more in-person gatherings and also determining what to carry forward from this, this season that we've been through that, that may um, continue to have life in the season ahead. The season of this pandemic has resulted in a number of losses, losses of traditions, of expectations, and sadly of lives. Put bluntly, so much of this last year has revealed a desire by so many of us to just control the things that we can around us or within us. But the uncertainty of our circumstances, plus the pressures to engage people in both familiar and in new ways, it's taken a toll on so many pastoral leaders. And yet, with each experience of vulnerability that we feel, there's also an invitation to humility. I think of humility as the posture of Abram when God said to him in Genesis 12, go to the place from your country, from your kindred, and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. I've been thinking of that call of Abraham a lot um, this spring. Abram encounters God, Yahweh, in such a profound way that just a, a few verses later, God actually changes his name to Abraham taking on part of Yahweh's name. God's invitation created an expectation of walking closely, of listening, of vulnerability, of trust, and of obedience. God would make known God's will to Abraham. And Abraham, what he was to do was to listen. This feels like a really powerful word to me in this season. Whereas in the midst of change, we often feel vulnerable, And like we have lost so much, there is still an invitation for us to go to the places that God will show us. And Jesus promises the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, our advocate, so that by God's grace, we'd actually never walk into this change alone.
1: Most of the pastoral transitions that I have experienced were not expected In addition, many of the places that I have been called to serve have been places I previously told God that I didn't want to serve. Like Jonah, anywhere but Nineveh, God, send me anywhere else, I would sometimes say. However, I think and thank God that God's redemptive power and work is greater and better than my limited human understandings. And knowledge. Through each transition, God showed up and taught me that the work to which I was called was not my work, but was God's work. I was transformed. Places I never imagined going became places I never wanted to leave. People and experiences changed me forever. We've invited two pastors who are at various places in their own change, to join us today for the conversation. Charles Nyamakope, an ordained elder here in the Great Plains Conference, is a pandemic pastor, having made a pastoral transition last summer, the summer of 2020, where he was appointed to First United Methodist Church in Garden City, Kansas. He previously served Wallace and Maywood congregations in Nebraska. He has also served several congregations in the West Zimbabwe Conference of the United Methodist Church for 20 years. He is a graduate of Wesley Theological Seminary in Washington, D.C., and Africa University in Zimbabwe. Charles is married to Tekla, and they have two teenage children. Charles, we welcome you here today. (coughs) We also welcome today Bernice Ludlam who is currently serving at Dyton United Methodist Church and will be appointed to Waterville and Blue Rapids United Methodist Churches later this summer. Previously, she served as the associate pastor at Hayes First United Methodist Church. Ministry is a second career for her, first being a drug and alcohol counselor at Larned State Hospital. Bernice is an associate member and currently serves as the chair of the local pastor and associate membership fellowship for the great plains conference she has been married for 33 years to ken and they have three adult children and three grandchildren bernice we welcome you to the conversation today we are going to take a short break and when we return we will hear from charles and bernice
2: Stay better connected to the Great Plains Conference and track success with your spiritual disciplines by downloading and using our new app. Our primary social media channels appear on the home page of our app. Need a daily devotion? Look no further than our link to the Upper Room, right on the home screen of our app. Our communications staff will keep you up to date on the latest stories from within the conference and beyond Kansas and Nebraska. And we'll help you stay on track with your spiritual disciplines with our Spiritual Fitness Tracker. Each time you complete one of the five disciplines, we help you measure on the app. You just click a button to get a point. To help you stay healthy, we even have a fitness tracker that allows you to record your time taking part in aerobic activity, strength training, or even counting your daily steps. Our new app will even help you track some of the foods you eat to help you maintain a balanced diet. You can measure how well you're doing spiritually, in exercise, and with your diet by checking your progress by week or month. All of this, plus access to conference videos, photos, blogs, news, and more, available at your fingertips on your iPhone or Android, or on any tablet. Download the new Great Plains Conference app today.
0: Welcome back. We're joined today by pastors Charles Nyamakope and Bernice Ludlam, who are joining us to speak about encountering God through the changes of this season. First, we turn to Charles. Charles, a year ago you were serving in Wallace and Maywood in western Nebraska. You were appointed three and a half hours almost straight south to Garden City, Kansas. Would you share with us how you experienced God in the midst of this change?
3: Yes, thank you for having me. And um, I'm very excited to be part of this conversation. And um, transitioning during COVID time has not been a walk in the park. It has been very, very interesting and also challenging situation. Under normal circumstances, one would have expected that when you are leaving a congregation going to a new one, you'd have lots of goodbyes with your previous congregation. and uh, But with COVID, all that was not possible. And a new dimension of doing goodbyes had to come in. And this was people would drive through the personage and you know what? They would say, hey, travel safe. Then they would have some some cards sent to you. So in all this, I I saw God in the sense that even under thick and thin, through difficulty, but still there was an opportunity that made itself available for me to see God in the sense that God was saying, you can't just go. I have a way for you to say goodbye to your members. And I had to say goodbye to them and all the same, coming to the new congregation, also, you know, as Methodists, we are social people. We want, we want to receive our pastors. We want to meet with our congregants. But you know, you know, in a new place, you know, I'm getting to a new place. I don't know the people. I can't hug them. My face is covered with a face mask. I can't know them very well. I don't. Re- I can't read their lips, etc. So it became very difficult when you are going to a new congregation like that. But anyway, God has been good. For God had to provide avenues and terraces from which we would see and get to interact with my membership. And that was doing ministry at the park and and preaching at the park, social distancing, online sermons. So in that, I saw God at work Kind of saying to me, you know what, Charles, COVID must not be one thing that can stop you from seeing me from experiencing my fullness in your ministry. So get along, do it, get out of the woods. The woods induce the COVID and go on with your work. So God has been in it and God continues to be in it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear you saying you were just had to embrace
0: whatever came and and God was yes, able yes. to meet you in the midst of that. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Well, Bernice, you're on the very front end of a transition here as you're preparing for for the move ahead of you, Bernice. <clears throat> how are you experiencing God in the midst of this change?
4: lesson that I learned through the COVID was that um, you really have to take the hand of God as you move forward. And so I feel like that, um that God is, is showing himself in, in the work that he is doing in the Dighton church as I prepare to leave. And, and, you know, I kind of have my bucket list of things that I really want to accomplish before we leave. And there is an excitement with the people, um, to step up and, and do that. And, and so, um, I feel confident that God is preparing them for me to leave. Um, he's also really just stirring some excitement, um, into the new um, congregations that I'm going to, and um, being able to see and um, hear from them the direction that they see ministry, and that it fits so well with um, where I see God calling me into ministry. And so um, I think it was just a beautiful thing that He allowed me to see that so clearly um, this far out as we start to move closer toward
1: that thank you so much bernice in the introduction ashley referenced the gifts of vulnerability and humility that we experience with loss bernice i want to begin with you how have you if you could share a little bit more you've already shared about you know amidst this position so take it a little bit further how have you or how are you experiencing the gifts of being vulnerable or humble in your life and ministry? What has the vulnerability allowed you to embrace during this time?
4: I think the the beauty of vulnerability is to be able to mourn with your congregation, to know that um, that you're gonna miss them, that you have, I've have poured nine years into them and, and have really grown some wonderful relationships. And yet I am excited because I believe God has a plan for them and that he is calling somebody to come in behind me that is really gonna take them to the next step. And so being able to admit to them that, you know, I am not the superhero, I am not the savior, that there is something for them beyond me. Um, It's a humbling thing to say that to people. And um, it is also empowering in the way that you can journey with them through this time of of grief and transition and um, be able to look forward to whatever God has planned for the future.
1: What a word of exceptional grace in the midst of this transition. And I thank you for bringing that to us this day. Charles, we turn to you. What about you? The same question. What has vulnerability allowed you to embrace in this season?
3: Yes, I, I look at vulnerability in two ways. The first is vulnerability in terms of saying to yourself, hey, how am I going to be received? by the congregation, by my new congregation, where I'm going. Especially with me, um, I was going to be a uh, first time that congregation is going to receive a pastor that is from Africa, an international pastor. So vulnerability comes in the sense that you are asking yourself, how am I going to be received? How is the congregation going to um, adjust the social cultural religious and the political dynamics that go with somebody coming from another region of the world so that kind of, that puts you in a vulnerable kind of situation where you say to yourself how is this going to work how is this going to work and where I was coming from the congregation, had received before more than two pastors who are international pastors so i it, it was an advantage because i was coming in to people who already had experience in dealing with international pastors but now i'm coming in i'm the first one i'm the person set i'm opening the avenues i'm opening the road to that then obviously certain um, social cultural racial whatever vulnerabilities one would be expecting them but nevertheless i realized that when you look at vulnerability on the other hand where god uses you you are just i realized i'm just a toolbox that god is ready to use and it's not by me it's not by mighty or by power but it is by the grace of god and therefore i had to humble myself and pray and seek god's face and say to myself when i go to this place allow me god to go there with all the humility that is needed allow me to go there knowing that myself cannot do it but god is going to do it god is going to be with me and i try to say how am i going to be received in terms of my language in terms of my accent But then i went back to my village in africa when we had missionaries coming from america they were the first people to preach to my congregation to my community and 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 people said to themselves let's praise god we have preachers who have come to give us the word of god and to preach to us and i said to myself then what can also stop me from also preaching to a social cultural setting that I'm not used to, but God leading me. So those vulnerabilities were at play, but thanks be to God that he was with me as an instrument, as a toolbox that was or that still is at God's disposal for use.
0: Oh, thank you for, for that witness and I, what a beautiful picture of the kingdom of God um, that God would would um, would bring you here to serve in a in a cross cultural context and um, yes. just even the image of hearing your own story of journey um, just reminds me of Abraham once again and how yes. um, how in that story um, God the, God speaks through a covenant and um, opens opens the people of God up to being able to come face to face with God and experience the presence of God so why is it important as you've sort of Journeyed in this ministry and into this new ministry setting. Why is it important to ground ourselves in God's presence, and and what are some practical tips that that you might um, that that you might suggest for ways that you uh, open yourself up to experiencing the presence of God?
3: Yes, uh, thank you, Ashley. I think all this goes with understanding and that you know you are not alone. And it goes with you realizing that this is God's ministry. This is God's work. And you have to immerse yourself into, into this world. And I've, I have transitioned. I have worked in more than 10 congregations in my 20, 25 years of service in the United Methodist Church. And each appointment has had its own challenges. But you know what? If you put your trust in God and let God know figure out what has to be done next you know god will be with you and to my fellow pastors who are transitioning and others who are already uh, in their ministry you know this is not about us but this is this is about god and you might be for for example an international pastor and sometimes you are scared how am i going to navigate this whole thing but just trust in god have time for personal reflection, time for prayer. And this will help you go through the whole process of, uh, of, of transitioning. You can be in a congregation like mine. It is 99% Anglo, 99% Anglo. My family is the only black uh, uh, you know, family in my congregation. I've got every Sunday, I have two worship services. Each of the worship services has around 200 people and out of 400 that turn up every week probably only four or five people are black the rest are Anglo so when when you go there with an inferiority complex you kind of make things worse so you need to pray to God to say God give me the courage give me the wisdom How am I going to navigate this? And God will help you. God will see you through. And this has helped me for when I came here, I had to make sure that I'm confident enough. People see that, yes, we have a pastor. Give him the pulpit. Yes, the pastor preached today. Yes, the pastor is visiting with his members. So this is one of the things that I can share with my fellow pastors that go with your confidence, but above everything, let God be in it. Give it to God. Don't, don't cry to say, hey, how am I going to do this? Is it going to work? Yes, it is going to work. It's not about you. It's about God. This ministry belongs to God. It is not yours. God will see that it goes on and on until you transition again to another ministry setting.
0: That's right. It's not hard for me to imagine you in that pulpit preaching, Charles. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's a good word. <laughs> it's a really good word. Uh, Pastor Bernice, what, what about you? Um, how, would you share how you are sort of um, being grounded in the presence of God in, in the midst of this season?
4: Um, I think it's been an interesting journey. Um, it has been some wrestling with God. And um, knowing that um, what, I, what was working previously isn't working anymore, that um, I need that deeper level, that deeper relationship with God, and that I need to trust him more, I need to seek him more, um, I need to um, rely on him more. There was times that um, as, you know, you're trying to, to leave well and start out well, it you can make it all about you. And that struggle that, you know, I want to be, I, I struggle with perfectionism. So I wanted to do a really job. And um, I want to leave in a way that the congregation is healthy and whole and and that they too can see the movement of God and know that God is calling me, but he's also calling somebody else and he's also calling them. And so um, there's been moments when God has had to really get a hold of my heart and say, you know, it isn't about you. You don't have to do it all. You can rest in my arms and, and let me do that with you and through you. And so it's been a, um, a humbling experience and um, a deeper seeking of, of God and, and the, the leading of the Holy Spirit through all of it. And I don't think that that's going to change in the next few months as I finish packing and, and move into the new place. Um, I just really um, sense God leading me in a, in a deeper relationship with him through the transition.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bernice, you just talked about something that's really powerful that, that happens so often is that wrestling with God. We wrestle with God sometimes for for control. And as Charles spoke a moment ago, he was talking about, you know, this, this isn't our work. This is, this is God's work. And, and I know that you are doing God's work in incredible and powerful ways in the midst of this transition. And I'm curious about how this season has invited you, Bernice, personally into a deeper deeper discipleship. Can you speak a little bit into that as well of in the midst of all this wrestling and knowing that this is God's work? How has this invited you to a deeper season of discipleship? Discipleship as in me personally? or Yeah. Um, okay. Sometimes you know, if you have it, if, if not, maybe for a congregation, but I'd love to see, because so many clergy will be hearing this as they're exploring their own transitions this this season have um, about your own personal um, depth and discipleship in this season. Anything further you want to want to add to that? Um, I, I think it's been a time of um, seeking
4: God to understand my own gifts and graces. And um, you know, I have lived into the ministry here for nine years. I have um, gotten I, I've directed the ministry in a certain way. Um, based on the people and and the community and all of that, and to know that it's gonna be completely different in a few months. And um, to know that that I have to seek God's understanding for my gifts and graces to know when, where, and how um, to lead new people that have a a totally different vision for ministry. Um, It's a totally different community, different settings, I, I need to, um, to just spend more time at the feet of Jesus and learning and listening and understanding not only the scripture, but understanding um, his view of me so that I can, as Charles talked about, be able to walk in confident in the call that God has, has placed on my life.
1: What a powerful image of sitting at the feet of Jesus in this season of transition, and I pray that that will be a gift to you and to others who will do the same in this time. Absolutely, Charles, we turn to you. How are you being urged into deeper discipleship at this time in your journey?
3: Yes, uh, this COVID induced the wilderness that we are in. I just started a sermon series uh, that I'm um, calling breaking through the wilderness. And this Sunday, my topic has been or is trials and tribulations. So I look at um, at discipleship from two levels: first on a personal level, and then on a corporate one for my congregation. So with me coming here, traveling this journey, this COVID-induced wilderness has not been easy. I've I've been on quarantine more than twice after coming in contact with uh, with, with with some people or some members with COVID. I've had some members whom we have done their funerals from COVID. We have others that have survived COVID and they're still nursing those wounds from COVID. So all that requires one to be in deep discipleship to nourish your own soul to nourish your own spirituality as the pastor. And I had to go for spiritual retreats and other things in order to spiritually nourish myself so that I do better uh, in that area. But on a congregational point of view, discipleship, if there is a time when we need a discipleship more, it is during this time. Hence, Hence the sermon series, breaking through the wilderness. And we are saying, yes, we acknowledge we have these trials and tribulations. Yes, we acknowledge we have not gone to our places that we like most. We have not gone to our restaurants. We have not gone, we have not been hugging each other. We have not been having meals together. We have not been doing this. But how do we go into the future? So Bible study, prayers, they are most needed during this time in order to revive the congregation in order for them to know that it is not COVID, is not done is not come to finish us off but it must be a pedestal from which we see the grace of god and harness whatever we are able to harness to our own advantage in our sermons that we go online some of them some people have not come have not been in church but some have been reached by this new way of preaching than before. So discipleship is needed much, much, much better than we have done before, personally and from a congregational point of view. For We don't know when this thing is going to end. We, we don't know. If it is going sooner, the better. But if not, then we need to look for new ways of doing ministry. And some of these ways we have done, and some of them we're still looking into the future to say how do we do it better than before so i like the question discipleship and there's somebody who loves preaching somebody who loves uh, teaching and preaching i see it as an opportunity to say to people hey we are not finished we are not dead let's do our part let's hang on let's say to each other hey how are you doing Let's have programs where you, you phone your neighbor, your friend. Did you survive it? How did you survive it? Well the Bible says, when the Jews were going to and they say, well, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat and remembered Zion. So there shall come a time when we will say, hey, how did we pass through COVID? Well, it was difficult, but you know what? God is good. <laughs> Amen.
1: Amen. Charles, thank you for helping to cast a vision that we can catch to break through what is into what is yet to come. We cannot thank each of you enough for sharing your experiences with us today. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will wrap up our time together and share a prayer of encouragement for our hearts and our minds as we move forward and break through into what God is
2: doing. Amen. This health boost is brought to you by the Abundant Health Initiative of the United Methodist Church.
5: Get up, get ready. It's time for a health boost. Let's unite to boost our holistic well-being. Strengthen your spirit with this one-minute breathing meditation. Let's begin deepening our breath. Big breath in. Slow breath out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. And out. One more cycle. In. And out. Bring your awareness back to the present. Acknowledge this moment of peace you've been a part of and take it with you throughout the rest of your day. Smile and let the joy of healthy living flood through your body. Join us in creating abundant health for everyone. Learn more at umcabundanthealth.org.
0: Well this is a season of change for all of us and while it's not always possible to influence our external world, we don't know when the COVID-induced wilderness is going to end. Um, We do know that there are some things in our internal world that we can influence. We hope that today's conversation with Charles Nyamakope and Bernice Ludlam has been an opportunity to consider what it is to have a posture of encountering the presence of God in our internal worlds. As we close our time today, we hope that we might um, do as as Pastor Bernice encouraged us to do—to sit at the feet of Jesus, to listen to it is that, um, who it is that He says that we are—that we um, might that we might. Uh, that we might be able to sit on the shores of, of, of Zion and say, remember when we were in that COVID-induced wilderness and look at what God has done within us. Well, we want to point your attention to our website uh, and also invite you to, to listen to this conversation again or to share it with somebody else uh, by searching for At the Threshold on Podbean, Google or Apple Podcasts. We will share some extra resources about these topics and you can sign up t- to, to join future discussions at greatplainsumc.org slash at the threshold. As we finish our time together of
1: exploring going with God, we'd like to leave you with this poem, this prayer. It's entitled For a New Beginning. It's written by John O'Donohue. May these words be for you what they need to be. In out of the way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you were ready to emerge. For a long time it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness growing inside you noticing how you willed yourself on still unable to leave what you had outgrown it watched you play with the seduction of safety and the gray promises that sameness whispered heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent wondered would you always live like this then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground. Your eyes young again with energy and dream, a path of plentitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure Hold nothing back, learn to find ease in risk. Soon you will be home in a new rhythm for your soul senses the
0: world that awaits you. Well, thank you again to Charles and Bernice for joining us today and thank you to everyone who listened. We hope that you've been able to see our new reality just a little bit clearer maybe asked a few new questions, and we hope that your heart has been encouraged. We hope that you are finding some light at the threshold.
1: For our conversation today about navigating ministry in liminal time. You can find links to join future conversations at greatplainsumc.org slash at dash the dash threshold or subscribe to our podcast at the threshold on Podbean or Apple podcasts. As for today, we hope that you've been able to see our new reality a bit clearer, asked a few new questions, and been encouraged and in the days ahead, we hope that you're finding some light at the threshold.